back to video live. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Kim. This is Kia. And welcome to episode six. Dude, episode six. This is crazy. That's wild. How many episodes in a season? I feel like, I mean, it depends. I feel like some shows are like 20-something. Some shows are like 10. I feel like 10 is a good amount. Or we can be like Rebelde, 100 episodes per season. Dude, I'm just kidding. Fuck it. I mean, dedication. I mean, if people want the content, if y'all are down for it, we're here. I'm just kidding. A lot of work. But yes, episode six, y'all. Super excited. Um, so Kia, how's your weekend been? Good. Ooh, I was Ooh. like, wait, because I was like, I saw you yesterday, so again, it's like we did the same thing. I know, thing, it's just like but... a weird question that we always ask. <laughs> I know, this is this is for the fans. So <laughs> um, but on Friday, I actually painted a cool galaxy yes. painting. Did it not turn out pretty dope? Dude, yes, I saw it. So is the, was the whole canvas just the galaxy thingy? Yeah, so it was like a white paper, and like I added the oh. colors and it turned out like that but I feel like so it was watercolor based and you have to like let each layer dry okay and I got impatient <laughs> so I did like what two three layers the night before I let it dry overnight and then in the morning I did like maybe two more layers but I could have kept going and I would have gotten more depth and like darker colors which would have been cool but it actually turned out pretty dope the way I ended up leaving it but it just, it looked pretty cool. Dude, I swear, I thought it was like on a, on a canvas. Like in the photo you sent, I mm-hmm. thought it was like on a canvas and you had like a full thing. I mean, it looked dope, so. Yeah. It, well, the cam, uh, I guess it's just like, it's special paper. It's like 130, 140 pound paper for color, for watercolor. So mm-hmm. it's that, está más grueso. Got you, got yeah. you. But on a, I, on a canvas, that would have been like con paint, you know, oil paint. But one Friday, you know what? We should definitely maybe do like a paint night. Yeah, my roommate bought a bunch of canvases at Ross the other day because he's been dying. How much? Dead ass. So it was like a a pack of like seven canvases. I think they were like, they're big too. They're like, I don't even know how big, like bigger than like like, like an eight by 10, like maybe like a 17 by 13, I want to say. Okay. Um, For maybe like 12 bucks for seven canvases. Nice. That's cheap. Yeah. So, because he's been dying to have like a, like a paint, like a paint and canvas or wine and canvas. Yeah. Night. Yeah. However that's. Sip and wine? No. Sip and paint? Paint and sip? All of the above. All of uh, yeah, so we've been dying, he's been dying to do that, so we just have to like get paints for it. But yeah, girl, okay, no. I good. have some paints. I have some prime paints, and I can definitely get my fingers on other paints. So <laughs> we're gonna use our resources. Yes, and pull a different one. So definitely, we should plan it and get the ball rolling on Hello. Yes, I will let him know. We will make an invite because we're always bougie and make invites for everything we do. Yeah, <laughs> and put it out there. Um, but nice. Yeah, dude. Are you gonna add more to your galaxy or not? That one I'm leaving as is because, like okay. I said, I was impatient and yeah. I added stars to it already, so you can't go back from the stars. You're right. But, um, yeah, other than that, yesterday, ya ves, andábamos en el party anoche. Yes. It was fun. Um, I created a special playlist for the birthday boy. That's going to be a new tradition of mine. Birthday playlist for the birthday person. <laughs> dude, but it's exhausting to be DJ. Like I said yesterday, at one point I was like, okay, I'm done being DJ. Like, dude, over it. I feel you. I feel like so, like even being DJ, even if you're like not actually like just like even if you just plug in your phone like to yeah. play this, like 
Yeah, like you have to like always have like your phone be on it, or you can't even be happy be like doing your own stuff on it. Because if you want to play like a Snapchat or like whatever, responsibility. like the responsibility of like being on the speaker at I all know. times. Literally went to the restroom with my phone, and like I opened up my battleship game, and you hear somebody in the kitchen who's playing battleship, <laughs> who's DJing. <laughs> <laughs> for sure huh. if you if you're always DJ you know what I'm talking about yeah. you can't even Snapchat like I couldn't Snapchat because if I Snapchatted then everybody's like Snapchat yeah. would have had no sound so I had to take one for the team and Wait. not take that Snapchat so is that how that works so if you record a Snapchat while you're like playing on a speaker you get no the sound Bluetooth. yeah so it'll like because when I'll play, press record on on Snapchat the sound will go to my Snapchat yeah. app so it removes it from the Bluetooth Speaker. Oh, okay, okay, I got you, I got you. So, <laughs> the struggles, dude. But we appreciate DJ Lit at all events. <laughs> Thanks. I, I love being DJ, I really do. But, uh, you know, sometimes you got to put your foot down. You know what I will always, always remember about being DJ? Um, back in college days, when I was like, I don't remember whose house I was. I think it was Brenda's house, that one first apartment they had. And I was visiting you for the weekend, and I remember, but I was there, and my phone was plugged in, and it was starting to get really packed, right? The apartment was pretty packed, and I was like, sorry, y'all, but I'm about to, I was like, party's leaving, and like, I unplugged my phone, and everybody was like, what? Oh my <laughs> I will always remember that. I'm like, sorry, y'all, party's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I remember like remember after that, I think the party went through maybe like three or four other DJs or like and by DJs and people just putting in their office. But still we were like, nah, DJ Lil left. I know. I still was not DJ Lit, but that's where it started, that's you know. True. I just like I love, you know, hyping up the crowd, but I had to go to other parties. <laughs> Your presence was requested elsewhere. I was get I was not getting paid enough. I'm just kidding. <laughs> For sure. Uh, dude, no, yeah, but last night was nice. It was our friend's birthday this week, so we all got together, had like a little chill kickback, threw it back and played some Rage Cage, Beer Pong. I always lose at Rage Cage. Rage Cage I fucking suck at, dude. I always get played. I think I'm I'm a little bit better at the flip cup um, really race, but mm-hmm. Rage Cage for sure. And this table had no bounce to it. Dude, for real. I honestly... I like I said, I wanna figure out how you can invest in like a bouncing mat to put on top of tables. Like that has to be a thing, dude, because that table must be shit. So Kim, you were definitely getting murdered. I, got, I always get played in rage cage, dude. Like see me getting bad on rage cage, I I just thought Anyways, <laughs> traumatizing events in college. <laughs> traumatizing el trauma. El trauma, man, it came back. Pero anoche? Hey, I was chilling. I was, the only thing I drank was during the game. Yeah. When DD. you see your DD playing Rage Cage, though, like, that was a scary moment right there, Kim. <laughs> hey, no pasa nada, oiga, no pasa nada. ¿Cómo va el dicho tú calmado yo? ¿Cómo va? What? You've never heard that no. dicho, that one's like... Tu calma, tu, tu, uh, how does it go? Like, you calm and I'll speed the ones stressed out. You've never heard tu that? Tu calmado, yo estresado? Algo así. You've never heard that? No. Oh, damn. Okay, I'll look into it. We'll come ask. back to that one. <laughs> we'll tweet it. Uh, for real. Okay. Um, other than that, our weekend is still early. This is early Sunday morning. Yeah, what's your plan for the Sunday? For today, honestly, I don't have much. Like, I feel like I've been needing a chill weekend. Like, Friday, I was just like... Went to get my hair cut, which was well needed. Oh, yeah, your hair looks uh, bomb. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> it, was just, it was really long, but really, really dry. I mean, so it's fine. It was, it was tough. 
Um, just chilled, me and my roommate watched the Maluma documentary, which I didn't know was a thing, but we'll come back to that. Um, and then, yeah, same thing yesterday, just got, just got ready, all glammed up for our house party that we were just <laughs> chilling at. Um, and then today, came over, we're actually recording at our friend Anna's place, because we met halfway, me and Kia. Um, and probably just chill after this, probably just go home, maybe do some, like, house stuff, and yeah. That's good. I hear you always have your weekends planned out. So. Yeah, dude. My weekends are... Everyone at work's always like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? I'm like, let me pull out my itinerary. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. So I'm excited for a chill. Chill, chill day today. Chill Sunday. Nice. Yes. All right. Yeah. So what are we talking about this week? This week, we are talking about Pride because it's Ooh, Pride Month. Yes. I mean, it should be Pride all the time, but Pride Month specifically. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Um, so we'll start with super, like, just chill, and we were definitely talking yesterday, um, and Elisa brought it up to me about monochromatic outfits, if we were to go to, like, if we end up going to Pride or any Pride events, um, which I thought was such a fun idea. I was like, what? Yeah, I know. We've talked, said that we are all, we're just, our friend group is just bougie and extra <laughs> at all fucking times. So we've talked about having a monochromatic day as somewhere eat with each of us pick a color and just go fully decked out in that. And yeah. honestly, I don't think we even thought about this colors and pride like being just matching up. So I was like, yes, let's do it. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. I still, I think I said purple was going to be my color. Yes. That's what I heard through the like grapevine. <laughs> the grape, <laughs> grape purple <laughs> app. <laughs> oh, so man. now i got to start brainstorming for that outfit. And now we got photo shoots apparently coming up too. I so. know. Don't you just love planning for outfits? Yes. So i got to start building a mood board. For I heard shoot. y'all gave me the color yellow and I was like, okay, okay. I have a lot Yellow, yellow clothes that's true you do yeah but me and me and Anna might we're in between me doing pink and her doing yellow or me doing yellow and her doing pink so no for problem. sure like me and her will like figure that out work it out amongst our, ourselves but oh my God. so I feel like yes we should definitely do this and I feel like our friend group is always down to do this down skis but we need to have a, a google doc of all the colors and everyone we need to approve each other's <laughs> we outfits approve each other's looks Acceptable, unacceptable. We'll have we'll have a dress rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no manches. <laughs> Jk, but not really. <laughs> Kim said, "I'm not kidding. We're gonna do this." <laughs> Down. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm excited. That's at the end of the month, right? Like, yes, the Seattle one. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. For sure, for sure. And then talking about, um, you know, Pride events and Pride Month. Um, you know, this week on Twitter, there was a, a tweet that I saw circulating and, you know, another friend who also posted on his, re- reposted it on his Facebook. And it was about um, the two women who were attacked in London. Um, apparently, they were attacked by like five men, but it was a misogynistic and homophobic attack against them for being lesbian. And um, it's just shitty that this shit's happening especially in a place like london that's considered to be you know a pretty progressive place Mm -hmm. you know when it comes to this kind of stuff and it it sucks that the data actually shows that the attacks have gone up you know since like what was it the report was it saying 2010 something like that we'll post a link so y'all can like read up on it but um that's shitty. Like, you know what I'm saying? Especially during the month, the Pride Month, that, you know, um, 
this is why we have Pride Month, you know, to continue fighting for these rights, you know, like you should not be attacked for showing um, PDA, like, you know what I'm saying? Whoever it is that you're with, you know what I'm saying? That's not something that you would do if a, if a you know, heteronormative, like, couple was out in public just holding hands or uh, shared a kiss or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I definitely agree with the mayor of London. It was a misogynistic, you know, attack. And they are, they were detained, so that's a good thing. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. And I appreciate that the women were brave enough to post that and, like, come forward and talk about that because, you know, um, it's, again, as we're fighting for these rights, it's important to share that there's still people out there doing this kind of crap. That's not okay. Mm -hmm, definitely, yeah. and like you said, like um, especially it, it being in London of all places, like it's pretty like modern, progressive, and like, like I I saw the tweets, like the pictures of everything, just scrolling around, but never really looked into it. But like these girls are young too; they're like max what twenty five, mm. and the fact that like it's it is pride month, so bring awareness to all this, and the fact that this is still going on in places that are just like that. I imagine, I mean, look at like smaller countries or places where like where being gay or being who you are isn't as open, like. This shit that's still continuing to happen this day is still fucking crazy, dude. Like, mm -hmm. fuck. Good luck and best of luck to all y'all that have to deal with the shit on the daily. Because, in fact, sometimes things go without repercussions by me. And, like, shout out to the mayor of London for stepping up and putting out a statement and having all these men actually arrested. So, thanks for you. Hopefully, he gets a food and a cup. Yeah. Um, you know, and in talking about pride and just fighting for rights and stuff, I think it's important that, um, I didn't know this, this year's, um, pride month was actually based off of the Stonewall riots. I didn't even know what the Stonewall riots were. I'm not going to lie until I, I actually joined a rainbow committee, <laughs> um, and oh, through yeah. my yeah, workplace. And when we were at the meeting, like, um, one thing also that I recommend whenever you're at a meeting, always speak up and ask questions if you don't know. Mm -hmm. And so they were talking about this Stonewall riots and this, this, and that. And I was like, well, I don't know what this is. And so I asked and, you know, ask and you shall receive. <laughs> and yeah, so for all y'all who don't know what the Stonewall riots, um, it was, uh, the Stonewall Inn used to have like this little bar, um, back in the sixties and in June 28, 69, a black trans woman actually, like, fought against police brutality and, you know, like, a riot that was happening on purpose because back then it was, like, illegal to um, be gay, basically. You know what I'm saying? So, especially to be a trans woman. So it's important that we remember that it was a, a black trans woman who actually started the movement, basically. Not that there wasn't other people fighting for rights before this, but I think this this became one of the, like, very much known events that happened mm -hmm. that, like, started everything. It was, like, one of the pivotal moments, you know, in, like, mm -hmm. what, in the start of all, like, the, I guess the, the, not the legit, but, like, the official, like, LGBTQ movement and everything mm -hmm. going into the 70s, mm -hmm. so. Gay liberation, all that good all stuff. That, yeah. So, um, I think it's just important that we brush up on our knowledge, especially when, you know, Pride is being 
um, taken and being like what capitalized on and just oh dude yes compramos cosas sin saber este si los dueños donde están donando el dinero afterwards with, with this money they're making you know what I'm saying um, don't support Chick Fil A this month because the owner is homophobic FYI just yeah. in case you didn't know like I was unaware of this because el otro día se me antojó like Chick Fil A <laughs> And uh, my friend was like, you know, they don't support your people. And I was like, what? And I didn't know this. And so I was like, at least for the month of June, y'all, stay strong. Don't go to Chick-fil-A. Like, it's not worth it. Um, and I think that's another big thing. Like, and I mean, different conversation. But, like, just be aware who you're giving your money to mm -hmm. in general. No, definitely. Yeah, especially with the whole Pride Month and companies kind of just using this to capitalize on their stuff. Like, literally just throwing a rainbow on products they already have just to yes. appeal to a new audience. And I mean, like being aware of where, where that money goes to. I think I saw a tweet that was like, oh, like everyone's spending their money on this company, on this company for a month. And then like seeing all that money go towards mm -hmm. like GOP or mm -hmm. whatever, like being aware of like what you said, where their money goes to. And I just, I, I don't know. This is something that always bothered me. I mean, it's just like seeing like, I think I, I was at Target the other day and it was like, I was like absolute. It was like different, like just brands that literally yeah. product they've had just threw a rainbow on yeah. because of the month because they know it's yeah. going to sell. Yeah, and I'll say this much though, I think Absolute keeps that bottle all year round. All okay, year okay, no, no, round. So it was just like a, um, an aisle I walked down. How so. I know this? Because that bottle's always like, Absolute's disgusting, FYI. Like, yeah. I'll just put that out there. But, you know, back in the day when you. <laughs> the struggle was real. The struggle was real, and they always had that bottle, and it was cute. Okay, so, never mind. That I, for sure. I go back. <laughs> Nah, I mean, at least for them, I, I think for them, I just know that. But. That's true. No, yeah, but particularly, I remember I knew of that because when the whole shooting thing happened um, at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando a couple okay. years back, um, I believe it happened on a Saturday night, and Chick-fil-A, I mean, it's not open on Sundays. So I remember, and just because of how, so they don't work on Sundays, so they're super, like, Christian. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they've always, they've kind of been known for being homophobic. So the employees that worked at the chick-fil-a in orlando they said fuck it i don't care what's gonna happen they pretty much went in and were just making food and giving them out to everyone that was like out that was like affected by pulse or that was in the area like mourning i guess people so they were pretty much just giving out all this free food that was pretty much probably coming out of their paychecks as employees because the company wasn't gonna do shit right wow i i'm not fully um sure of the how that all went down financially but i know pretty much the employees were like Fuck it, I don't care what Chick-fil-A stands for. We're coming in and we're supporting our people. So wow. shout out to them. Yeah, no, shout sure. out to that location, 100%. The workers. Oh, show. But um, talking about money, um, there was an NPR um, article that talks about something that's affecting, you know, our immigrant youth here in the states yes. but um you know i read the article and i was like i know all of this because i'm dealing with it like firsthand where okay. i work you know i you know i work with immigrant youth as well and you know the headline literally trump administration cuts education and legal services for unaccompanied minors and literally like the fact that the administration is going straight for cuts that have to do with educational mm -hmm. like any educational like trip that they might take especially for immigrant youth like that's us like taking them out into the community you know and getting to experience you know this country or whatever yeah and then cutting away from esl classes like that's 
tactful that's on purpose like you don't want them learning english you don't want them getting assimilated or integrating into the community you know what i'm saying so again we're seeing it firsthand it's shitty and i think it's all on purpose we're getting close to the end of his first term and hopefully the only oh, hopefully dude i do well done what the fuck is gonna happen but just you know so so that we're aware like it's all on purpose, like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We have all the tax stuff that's happening with China, with Mexico, whatever. Um, he's making a mess towards the end, so the next person has to clean up his mess. What a shit show, And it dude. takes, you know, it takes, what, about three years for shit to get back and readjusted, yeah. to reverse all the, like, shit he messes up, the laws, whatever. Oh, God, that's so true, because, like I said, hopefully this is Pendejo's first and only term. So whoever comes in after, it's going to be such a hot mess to just try to fix everything. Mm -hmm. But that's a whole other story. Yeah. Um, that's what happened to Obama. Yeah, dude. Then he was in office for eight years. And that's and why people said he didn't get to do, you know, like he didn't do much with this like presidency, but it's like he had to do a lot of fixing. Yeah, dude. And that's, like I said, oh, whatever. Ugh. No, dude, yeah. But one of the, art from the article, um, going back on this whole Trump's cut of all these educational things for, um, mm -hmm. The youth, pretty much, like a quote that the government said was like, oh, they're scaling back on activities that are not directly necessary for the protection of life and safety. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, it's one thing to have, like, to, like, safety. And not even because they're pretty much, like, these children, now that they are cut from, like, just, like, simple, like, activities and, like, learning, like, I guess school, going out, um, not even just going out, just, like, experiencing the community and just, like, mm -hmm. playing games and things like that. Like, now... Children are pretty much going to be living in, like, prison-like conditions. Yep. I think Twitter was like, yo, this is essentially a concentration camp. Yep. And I'm like, dude, what? Just, la gente no ve esto? Like, if things are not clicking, like, why is this not as big of an issue? Or why is this not being talked about as much? Like, it's, I don't even know, dude. It's scary. It's yeah, and, and right now, like, we're, honestly, like, we have the highest amount of, like, immigrant youth right now. Mm -hmm. So, um. <sighs> We'll definitely keep you guys posted when it comes to this subject. That won't be the last time we probably talk about mm -hmm. it, you know. It's something that is affecting, at least it's affecting me directly. And I think a lot of the times people don't talk about what's not affecting them directly. You know what I'm saying? But that's for true. us educators, like, that's big. And education already is not valued as it should be here in the mm -hmm. States. For so it's like, sure. where are we placing value as a society? Obviously, it's always well, who gets the cuts. Public schools always get the cuts. You know what I'm saying? All the extracurriculars that help kids, you know, stay on the right path, quote unquote, like mm -hmm. are always the first to go. That and is so true, dude. It is. I mean, like, I'm like, obviously, it's we've known that our education system in the U.S. is just fucked in general. Mm -hmm. But like, it's true. It's like, so if that if our value is not in that, then where the hell is it going? <laughs> you tell me, girl. Girl, I don't know. <laughs> you know how those rich white men, they just care about their tax and not, and not, pay, pay, not paying them. Not having to pay them. So, fuck the other people, right? Ugh. But, but yes. anyways, moving on to a lighter note. To a lighter note. <laughs> um, we're going to move on to what we're listening to this week. <sighs> yes, okay, definitely. Oof. 
Malas malas vibras. Bad. Okay. Oh no, it's okay. You can keep some. Oh. We're about to talk about fucking shitty ass Chris Brown. Shit, you're right. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> with the same energy, moving <laughs> into what we're listening. So I don't know why Chris Brown needs to be on three different fucking features this week. This week alone. This I'm week just alone. Like, stop. <laughs> like just as la madre. You should be blacklisted already. You should not. Like. I'm tired of hearing people say that they separate music from the artist. 100%. Because, no, I when I say this, I'm going to say it with my chest. I'm going to say it loud as fuck. <laughs> because how can you afford to say that? Look at R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. How many times did we not say we're going to separate that? And then not only that, we took a sex tape where you could clearly see it's R. Kelly fucking urinating into a, a girl and then take that and turn it into comedy and not only comedy but lyrics that are still heard like i was just last week when we put the macklemore um song yeah, the you hear that you that, hear yeah. that and it's things that are still like you know joked about and it's like when when is enough is enough you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. for us to say like as long as they're not promoting that in their music you know what i'm saying that yeah dude because at the end of the day like you can separate all as much as you want, but if you're listening to them, you're supporting them in terms yeah. of streams, in terms of followers, social media-wise, in terms of whatever. Even just talking about them, you're still promoting them in a way or not. So while you mentally have sep- them separately, it's the same. In and the Kimmy, end. like for people like Chris Brown who talk poorly about women in music, mm-hmm. for you to say that they're not singing about that, that's that's like what else do we need? Do it for real. And like. For example, the Migos, when they make homophobic homophobic comments as well in their music, like, when when are we really going to stop saying we separate the music from the artist? They don't talk about these things, but it's like, their lyrics are not nice. Their lyrics are not saying nice thing about women. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Yeah, I, I mean, not that I could even see this being a case, but I could see it being a case of, like, if an artist, some shit happened, but, like, their music was, like, I don't, yeah, something like, I guess, uplifting or something completely opposite of what, I guess, made them be a bad person. But if both of them are in the same direction, obviously, it's just two negatives. Which also, but then, like, again, going back to R. Kelly, his gospel music, was Shit. that not on purpose? I forgot about that. Is that, that not all that freaking facade he was putting you're on? Right, the cl- okay, you're right. Okay, so th- because this, this, this whole thing started with the Chris Brown. When Chris Brown came out, when... With his daughter royalty, royalty. Oh yeah, yeah, he yeah. used her. Yeah, he pretty much used her, and how the whole album, the whole album, just her to pretty much try to clean up his image because of all this backtrack that he had to do with the whole. Not even just well, Rihanna was the thing that kicked it off, but everything that happened after afterwards. That, yeah, dude. So that's what I say. I'm like, I, it's to that extent where like the facts are there. We cannot continue to say that. So like. That gets me into, like, Vicente Fernandez as well. Uh. Like, he literally, like, I mean, I don't care. You can die. Go die. Like, <laughs> you don't fucking want a fucking good, like, fucking body part that somebody's donating to you. That is the Then go fucking die. But it's, like, the idea that he was literally homophobic as fuck. He was literally, like, nah. Like, he said it, like, with spite. You know what I'm saying? Dude, that is a Why are we going to continue to uphold somebody like that? Like, I mean, I would have to go back and read through his lyrics, but I'm pretty sure he's just one of those macho men anyway. That's what I was saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
So it's like, why do we continue to be, again, going back to the the documentary, we're loyal customers, we're loyal people. We are loyal to a fault, mm-hmm. to where we don't even cu- cut off toxic family. So if we're not upholding within our circle of family, like how the heck are we even going to uphold somebody who holds that much power um, like that? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And we put him in pedestals and we say, no, his music is separated from this and that and that. And it's just like reevaluating, man. Like, dude, is it really necessary to listen to their music? Mm-hmm. I think not. Like, is it still good? Of course. If at one point you like the artist, like, obviously, like, the sound is the same. They have a talent. Like, I won't take that away from you. But it's like what, like, again, going back to what you can control. And you you definitely can control limiting those downloads. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Which is why, for all those reasons, we're going to talk about Chris Brown. We'll talk about the music. But we will not be putting them on our playlist. Y'all can definitely go look those up on your own. (laughs) But at least that's one thing that helps me feel like I'm, I'm, I'm being a good ally, number one. Yeah. Number two, that I'm... I'm like speaking out and really like getting get it taking the time to for those artists that are explicitly being like that like holding them up and taking accountability because again I can I can I can praise any artist and any artist is probably going to be smart and never like really be upfront about it but if they are being upfront about it like that takes some kind of gut, right? Mm-hmm. Like for you to upfront be like homophobic like that in twenty nineteen. And he's at the end of his career, so it's not gonna ruin anything. Like what is it gonna ruin? Ya se va a morir. Yeah, like un pinche liver. what does he need? I don't know I what a, kind of transplant he needs. Uh, but. Yeah, I think it was a liver one. That was for un pinche liver because he's always fucking drinking. I love it. No, dude, but like you said, like if we can't keep artists or people account- like accountable, not even just accountable, but just like if we see the wrong in them, being able to cut them off or doing things to not support them with artists that I guess is the easiest way. How are we not going to do that in our own like communities and like families? Mm-hmm. That mean mm-hmm. so just being aware of what's being said and what these people actually stand for. And Vicente Fernandez is the most recent one. I mean, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I know, I know he's like a big icon in not even just like the Mexican community, but just in music in general. Mm-hmm. And now that he's being, I mean, I feel like, I feel like he's always been like, I mean, like homophobic and all, but now he's pretty much played a flat out come he out. He flat out said it in an interview. He was so angry too. Bitter ass man. Anyways, uh-huh. moving on from his uh, homophobic anyways. ass. Um, but so Tyga, he did drop that album. He dropped a new album. A full album, yes. A full album, and it made you laugh. <laughs> Tell Dude, us I, why. I don't know why I laughed. So I knew because, so I knew that Tyga, Chris Brown, and Jay Balvin were going to drop a song, because I believe it's been teased, like, maybe, like, a couple weeks ago. Um, it was teased that it was coming out, so I honestly forgot it was dropping until I saw it drop. And then when I went to click into it, so I was trying to listen to the song. I saw that Tyga dropped a full album. I don't know why I laughed. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Tyga's still out here doing something. <laughs> and I'll say this much: I after listening to it, he definitely went back to his old sound, back to his freshman like sound. Hey. Um, and when I say freshman, I say like what back to 2012, 2013 yeah. sound before he started dating Kylie. Because I think when he started dating Kylie, he was putting out more trashier music in the sense of like the beats not even that good. Like you know what I'm saying. Oh, okay, um, so that. the sounds back and and when it comes to like beat, he's been putting out good singles, quote unquote, uh, for him. Um, what we call <laughs> for good his status. for his status. Um, 
But the song that we wanted to talk about was, it's hot? I think it's hot. I mean, I read it as hot because I think of like hot couture. Okay. But it's hot. <laughs> oh, okay. Hot okay. 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 I was like, what is it? Um, And it has Jay Balvin in it. And I have to say to me, after listening to the whole album, that one's my favorite one. And it's my favorite one because I think Jay Balvin elevates it to that status of like, it's good. Like the beat's good. Yeah. It makes you feel a type of way. Um, But then again, like Chris Brown kills it. Like. And kills it in a battle, not in a good No, yeah. No. <laughs> like, literally, like, um, if it didn't have Chris Brown on it, I would definitely, like, um, said that was one of my favorite. But it's because, like, you know how Chris Brown and Tyga come together. Like, I feel like they're twin one. That's true. Hold on. Did you listen to all of Tyga's album? Or at least some of I did. I, I skimmed through okay. all of it, yeah. To me, a lot of his music sounds the same. Yes. Okay, so is that how this album was? Um... Like, if we're talking about beats, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they sound very similar. But this one has a... I think it had a pretty good um, mix of the ones that are, like, already out and the beats are good and they made, they're obviously, like, club hits. And it has a few that are more, like, he tries to go harder, like, lyric-wise. Okay. and show off something that he doesn't have i don't think he's i don't think i don't think like how you said he made you laugh like i don't take yeah him seriously. i don't take him that as a rapper like no i don't take him serious i also think that dating kylie didn't help him in that either but not only that i think he's very much stuck on this like idea that him having women around him makes him cool that's true he, and like that's why yeah. i don't take him serious as a rapper because that's what he raps about his album cover literally has two women and he's standing in front of a car like how like gross is that like to me that's just like get over it nobody cares how many girls you have around that you're paying nobody cares how many cars you have that you can't afford like stop like but, you know what i'm saying yeah i feel like his music hasn't matured i feel like it's just stayed in he the hasn't same matured valid i feel like he has to stay in the same mentality of like oh it's all about you know like girls and just like going to the club and getting lit yes and, like, it's been the same thing for years both beat wise and lyric wise i'm like at some point like you're not tired of your own shit that's what I'm saying. Like, I just feel like I I admire a rapper who raps about shit that matters mm-hmm. and then throws off some little flashy flash right there. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be about bitches. Like, nobody cares about how many women you got. If you even got them, homie. You paying them. <laughs> like, they don't want to be there for fun. You're right, you're right. Anyway, that's just me. And that was my take on Tyga. <laughs> Um, other than that, there was, like, another, what, Chris Brown song with Drake that he dropped. Yeah, I remember I saw that one randomly on, like, Saturday, so he did, excuse me. (coughs) So, uh, Chris Brown actually dropped the song, like, not on Friday for New Music Friday, but Mm -hmm. on Saturday, so he was like, I'm gonna wait an extra day. Okay. And I remember I saw it, and actually, um, one of our followers on Twitter, like, literally just sent us a screenshot Mm -hmm. of the song right before Mm -hmm. we started recording. Mm -hmm. Um, and to me, I... Because Chris Brown, I've always just, ugh, whenever I see him on a song. Mm-hmm. But it was because this one was his Drake, I was like, I'll give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And, like, honestly, like, I, like, like Drake's part. Chris Brown's, mm-hmm. I'm already ugh, against him. So mm-hmm. his parts were very auto-tuny to mm-hmm. me. So I could honestly just go without Chris Brown on that song in general. <laughs> like, we, like, he and I talked about, like, editing the Tyga and Balloon song to just see Chris Brown out. Which so I we, might do that. So we could do the same thing with this Drake song. Yeah. I'm down. Cause I mean, like the like the beat, like it was like a cool chill song with like Drake's part. I was like, okay, I can see like gigging to this in the summer. Chris Brown again just kills it, just like in a bad way. 
And I would like, have to go back and re-listen to his little verse because I, I did the same. I only heard his verse and then next. But my only comment here is where I drop my men are trash. I don't know if I dropped one last week, but men are trash because I just think it's gross. Like that Mr. I've been in love with Rihanna since I was 18. And like you're over here making music with his fucking. Oh, you shit. know, I didn't even put two and two with together his fucking like the abuser. Like men are trash. Men are fucking trash. And that's all I needed to say. <laughs> Dude, I forgot. No, not that I forgot, but I like didn't even put those two like together like with the whole Rihanna thing until right now. So you are right. Men are trash. Anyways, moving on from Chris so, Brown's. Like, like, that's what makes me not like artists. Like, Drake, like, I've always been a fan of his music, but then he does shit like that. I've, I will never understand him. Like, I will never understand where I guess I don't know because I'm not at that level of like money level of connection level of this level yeah. of that but this whole idea of like um forgiving people all the time to work with them because he had beef with Chris Brown he had beef with Meek Mill yeah. he had beef with blah, who oh. has he not had beef with oh. and the next thing you know like we hold news again it's all about love also do you really need Chris Brown no this is what I'm saying though like you know what I'm saying yeah I don't know Men are trash. Yes. Okay. Enough about Chris Brown because I'm done. Yeah. Um, moving on to to at least Osuna because his drop was super. Everyone on Twitter was all hyped oh up about God. it. Anticlimactic for me. I know. Me too. Okay. So Osuna dropped. Well, I guess the song everyone was waiting for is Amor Genuino, which he previewed it. He had like a little video of him singing it with just like songs and yeah, like it sounded super like no way, yes, I know, like like pa llorar. But, like, once it actually dropped, I was like, okay, like, fine. But I, I felt like it was so hyped up and, like, at least Twitter was all like, yeah, like. Everybody. The, everyone was like, the Spanish Marvin room. Like, everyone, what the fuck? Was, everyone was super like, hyped for it. And I no, think maybe that hype no. was what kind of, like, killed it for me. Maybe? No, the song killed it. It was not us and the hype. It was okay. the song itself. Because I remember, like, I'm like, okay, I got tired of seeing all over, like, Snapchat, and I had yeah. heard the little cut, right? The little cut where that starts, da, 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 whatever, you know, yeah. he starts like yeah. that or whatever. And I was sitting there with my roommate, and I was like, I took off my show because I was like, okay, I'm over it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm done seeing this on Twitter. Let me press play on the song yeah. right now. It doesn't change. It does not change. The beat does not change from that little beginning where he's just like, nah, nah, nah. and it's, to me, that was, I was waiting for a beat drop. I was waiting for a music change. I was waiting for his voice to change at some point. I don't know what I was waiting for, but I felt empty after hearing it. <laughs> so empty and not in a good way. And I was just like, ew. Like, Dude, yeah, I feel like, like you said, like, yeah, you're like, you were kind of just waiting for something. I don't know, because, like, in that video, like, he, like, he, like people were just kind of like, like, he's all yelling. Yeah, after all, after all these, like, soltera songs, like, hey, everyone's like, oh, like, a heartbreak song, like, People's like, I got me missing my ex. You probably even have one. No okay. But, like, yeah, like, I don't know yeah, what I was waiting for, but I was doing And then, well, he, well, he ended up dropping that song, I think, early because everyone was so freaking waiting for it, but whatever. De Soñé so, de Nuevo, which was that so one? So he ended up dropping another one, De Soñé de Nuevo, which I totally forgot that Osuna said he was dropping an album. He was supposed to drop it, I think, in May, so he was dropping it now in June. Um, and De Soñé de Nuevo, I remember it's pretty much just like, like, you've been in my mind, so, like, no te visto, but, like, it, it, it's more of his, like, dancing, like, by Okay, okay. So, that was, I was like, okay, I see you. But I don't know what this album is, because I feel like the, he, his Odisea, uh, not, well, not Odisea, 
the fuck was Aura. Aura wasn't that long ago, so I'm trying to figure out what's going to be on this new one that's supposed to come out soon. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, take your time making your music. Yeah, like, you don't have to drop something every single year either. Yeah. But I feel like that's a whole other thing. I also think it's because he's coming out of his, like, mess as well. Also true. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I forgot all of it. Not I forgot, but I was like, I forgot that this is also, like, a way to, like, clean up that image or, like, distract people. Yeah. It's always that. You're right. You're right. Okay. Well, we shall see whenever we'll see drop album drop, but Mm -hmm. yes. Okay. Okay. Moving on to a song that I've been bumping all week that actually dropped <laughs> last week. Um, so, Paloma Mami, she dropped uh, Don't Talk About Me. I freaking love this girl, dude. So, she actually only has our four singles out <laughs> in the course of her entire career. Oh, she only has four songs she only out? Has four Does songs she have out. features? No. Oh! Her songs no. are just herself. Okay. I remember. No, no, no. Like, has she been featured in songs? No. Okay. No. Um... So I found her, I think she was on like this R&B playlist on like a Spanish R&B playlist um, with her first single, Not Steady, mm-hmm. back maybe like in October or something. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so she just started yeah, her so career? She, okay. she just started. Uh, I think she's maybe like 24, 25. Is, is it Chile? And she's actually, it, with her, well, now four songs that she has, she's become Chile's most streamed artist, um, I guess, in terms of everything. And I think before that, it was Mon Lafarte. So I was like, I was like, okay, I see. With four songs, you're out here killing the game and everything. Born in the states or born in Chile? Born in the states. So is so that is, was my question because yeah. I heard her music and I'm like, she speaks really good English. Yes. If anything, she was kind of like uh, like like a Selena and Becky G were like they like are born in the states and like I guess knew that their audience would pull more in the Spanish market. So she puts the Chile part exactly. So like yeah, so it, she's from New York. If anything, I think she. Try to start her career like going to like the Chile's like American Idol or something like that, and was on that show for like a, a couple episodes and was like, eh, I could do better on my own, and she's doing better on her own. So, mm-hmm. anyways, the song is super good. Pretty much all her songs are about like just like feeling herself, like fuck you, like sit like sit me. Well, that's your fault, <laughs> pretty much. So I really liked it. Uh, put on the playlist. She's kind of thug. Yeah, she's kind of thug. She has like bad bad bitch vibes, and she's honestly just straight fire. All her looks. And her makeup looks, I'm just like, oh, girl, yes, give me life. So, I don't know, mommy, look out for her. I'm excited to see more from her as well because now that she has four songs, we'll see what else is to come. Yeah, I I gave that song a listen, um, and I didn't know she only had a few songs out. So yesterday was the first time I actually heard the Going Steady. I like that one for sure. The Don't Talk About Me, I'll have to give it a few more listens before I say whether I like it or don't like it. But good for her putting Chile on the map here in the states i guess right mm-hmm. um and all i have to say is that album cover for that single <laughs> i still have to say it but she reminds me of fucking redman rocks shout out to Bremen rock in drag and it's beautiful <laughs> that's all i'm saying dude i know ever since you told me that i was gonna send you the picture i come just on. can't come on. it so like, it's right because i saw it right away so i was like i have to share it like i can't i can't just be me it breaks what do you remember that episode of How I Met Your Mother, the one where like the glass shatters? Yeah. When like you don't see it until you see it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay. Anyways, moving on to another drop that's been at least I was kind of waiting for it. Uh, was the Jonas Brothers uh, reunion album that they dropped? Mm-hmm. Was the Happiness Begins? So I actually really like it. I was honestly a really big Jonas Brothers fan growing up, so I do have some attachment to that but i like i mean it's been 10 years since i've dropped music so it's definitely a lot more mature sound it gave me 
kind of like 1975 vibes. <laughs> like the, like the band themselves, not the year. Okay. Um, the band. It was like, but I'll, when I was trying to figure, like when I was like looking at reviews of the album, a bunch of articles were like comparing them to Zayn. What? And I was like, that's interesting. Interesting. I was like, one because Zayn came from One Direction, which is also a whole other thing. I was like, I don't know how I feel about Two, that. Two because. Yeah, right. Jonas Brothers were before Zayn. Exactly. So, like, people were saying that these album is, like, pop R&B-ish. I don't see the R&B side to this. I see a more, like, pop, like, alt-rock, if anything, or, like, alt-pop. But, I don't know. I still like it. They dropped a documentary, too, apparently, on Amazon, which I have not made All these my... documentaries. Yes, which I have not made my way to, but I will. So, I'll report to back that on later. Um, but, yeah, Jonas Brothers dropped the album. I think they're... Yeah, yeah, they're touring, and so I... Don't know if I'm still going to go see them. But we shall see if tickets just happen to land mm-hmm. upon me, hopefully. I was never, like, a big, 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 big fan of them. But all I have to say is that they're definitely mainstream good. Oh, that's I true. will not take that away from them. <laughs> yes. Okay, moving on to another drop that I've heard her uh, one of her songs before. So, uh, Kiana Lead? Lede Lead? Sorry. Um, I heard her song X on a couple R&B playlists. Um, it just never Same. really... Yeah, and just never really looked into her as an artist. Same. The only reason why I didn't, and I already told you, is because I wanted... Like, the song is so nice. Her vocals are very nice. I just don't think I like the message of that song. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to be an ex. So She's literally care. saying, like, let's go back to being friends, but friends that mess around. Because she doesn't want to be an ex. Dude, that's a, that's that's what yeah. I got from that song. That's okay. the message I received. Honestly, I didn't even like look into like that deep into the lyrics until I think I think you, you told me. You know I'm that. a lyric person. I know, girl. I was like, you know I'm a lyric person. Overanalyze. Which talking about lyrics, um, our every Lennox and I, you know, I've been on that like Selena bandwagon. She literally says in the new apartment, she says, I'm going to blast some Selena. And I was like, what? What's everybody loving Selena? Like, I'm not kidding. Tyler, the creator, threw in a little Amigo in that new song that we'll talk about later. But this, again, the Latino explosion everywhere. Everywhere you look, you just got to look for it. But lyrics, I'm all for the lyrics. And that's the only reason why the song, like, didn't make the cut for me. Like, it's super catchy, super vibey. Yeah. You want to sing along. But then as I'm singing along, I feel guilty. I'm like, ew. Like, I feel like, I don't want to sing that. Like, I, I personally don't want to feel like that about an ex. What's she saying? I don't know. Valid. Uh, but also, one of our followers also um, replied back to our story about what new music y'all were excited for. And they mentioned Kiana Leeds. So I was like, definitely have to kind of talk about her. How'd you uh, feel about her album, though? Um, or so EP? It's, it's EP because total so maybe like 18 minutes. So I liked it. I actually think it's pretty chill. Um, her vibe is very like R&B. Some of them are a little bit more, I guess, bouncy, which is something that... Um, but uh, she has a song with Offset, actually, which I actually really liked. Yeah, that was one of the ones that stood out for me. And in Offset's lyric or his part he mentioned that he has four kids and i didn't realize he had that many kids yeah in his album actually he has all four kids in his cover i forgot he dropped an album i never even yeah father of four i don't know i i'm gonna try to give her another chance as of right now my opinion on her she's basic like her sounds basic her sounds mainstream her sound is just I don't know how to put it nicely, but it's very white girl status, like mm. pop, basic, 
it'll be on the radio music. Um, oh, yeah. And I know there's a difference between mainstream music and, like, R&B because a lot of, like, I feel like a lot of um, radio stations don't play, like, R&B, R&B music. Yeah, for sure. You know it's what like I'm top saying? top 40s, stuff like that, yeah. So, that, that's what it sounds like to me, a top 40. Like, she sounds like a top 40 artist to I, me. I can see that. I can see that being around. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that being No, there isn't. Because that's how you get, the, you get your money to 100%. be 100%. Um, but I can see that being a thing. And then, actually, I didn't realize, like, she was on Billboard's, like, Emerging Artist Spotlight a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, she's definitely coming up. Y también, like, also, what I was, like, intrigued about her is, at least in her bio is that she's of native Mexican and black descent. So she's mm-hmm. like, has a little bit of everything. I was like, mm-hmm. okay. So I want to see if that has influenced her, like what she had, like her stance in that aspect. But it doesn't come out in her music. Yeah. I haven't looked beyond. <laughs> True. I haven't looked <laughs> beyond <laughs> this EP. You just hating today, man. <laughs> it's just like, I, I, I'm trying to be true and raw and honest um, when it comes to my opinions on these artists, because that's what the, the the feelings are evoking in me. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. I, I'm not on here to like literally praise everybody. I do that every day on my job, y'all. I praise people all the all the time, <laughs> even when I don't think the efforts are worth the praise. But <laughs> when it comes to artists, like I'm being honest, like when it comes to like this artist, like their sound is basic and it doesn't come off like that. Like if I were to compare her to somebody like Ari Lennox or Jesse Reyes who have been putting like a lot of hard work you know behind mm-hmm. the scenes and are barely becoming mainstream to somebody who just got off like the first EP and like really being an emerging artist there's a reason for it the sound okay you know that, what I'm saying if that makes I, sense that, okay, that makes more sense for me okay okay it. it's not that I'm hating hating it's just that her sound is that kind of quality which is why it gets the attention like easier yeah. than somebody who's putting in a lot, a lot of hard work and their music and their sound is hella good, but it's going to take them longer to get to that status of somebody like that. So whoever her, her, her team has been, that's getting her to get that kind of like, um, whoever's writing her music, whoever's mm-hmm. like, whatever you can tell. It's like one of those artists that like you, you look the part, you sound the part. Let me just give you a whole bunch of songs and give you like this run. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It, it obviously doesn't sound like who am I to say how much work she's put in, but True. that's just the sound that I'm getting from her. Okay. So we'll see. We'll give her more time. We'll see, you know, how she grows as an artist, but. Oh, sure. Yeah. And for sure, we'll also feature her on the playlist, too, so y'all can make up your own opinions on everything that I'm in. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'm excited. Um, moving on to Kia. You mentioned them earlier, but Goldling, Tyler, the creator, and Jay Prince dropped a single, You Say. Yes. Yeah, what do you say? <laughs> what do I say? I have never really heard of Goldling. I love Goldling. I actually this not discovered. I find out Goldling through actually through Insecure. Um okay, that sounds like the name looks familiar. Yeah, so the song Crew, I think he dropped maybe like a year or two ago, which I can love that song. Uh and I think isn't he's touring with Tyler the Creator, right? Him and Jaden. He is. Yeah, um, so I really like his stuff. I honestly have only, like, the only song I really listen to more has been Crew because of Insecure. Um, but he has the same, like, kind of, like, chill, rapping, but also kind of R&B, weird vibe. Not weird vibe, but, like, all-in-one. Um, so I like his stuff. I just haven't put as much energy into it. But I really like the single. I like I, I like the, um, Goldthing's voice, just, like, how it has, like, a different little, like, I don't know, thing to it. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's dropping his album. 
Oh, he is? Oh, for sure. Yeah, so he's dropping his album um, and going on tour with Tyler. And this is their first song together. Um, so it's chill, but it has a bounce to it, the mm-hmm. beat, you know? So it's nice because it's relaxed, but still there's bounce to it. And the song didn't have a lot of lyrics. It was a short song. And it was good. It was perfect. It had, like, a good balance of, like, lyric and and, and music to it. Um, we'll put a, we'll try to put a little bit other songs, like I said, that one song. Um, but I'm excited for this Gold Link. I, I want to listen to more of his work. I like it. Mm-hmm. I've been on that vibe lately, though. Because <laughs> he true. reminded me. He actually reminded me. Oh, no, no. It was another artist. But it's, it just reminds me of that same still just wavelength of... Um, but... Um, it almost reminds me a little bit too of just like a more mellowed down like house music. <laughs> I didn't think to describe it that way, but I can see that. Right? Like super metal, me- yeah, metal, yeah, yeah. mellow down. Oh, okay. I'm going to using that as a description from now on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh. uh, flipping the switch to uh, two papacitos. So, Prince Royce and Maruel Turizo dropped a single called Curame. It's really cute. The lyrics are pretty much um, just like them. Just like, oh, like, mi, mi amor. Like, pretty much just, like, throwing up about his girl. And this song, I'm not gonna lie, it's, like, it's catchy, but it's kind of basic. I feel like mm-hmm. we, we've heard the track. We've heard the beat before. Mm-hmm. Like, it's nothing new. But the video, just because, like I said, Papacitos, Prince Royce and Maruel Turizo are just so visually just... Okay, so the song's cute, but like it just didn't stand out to me in that aspect. I felt the same. It passed the basic test. <laughs> but it's a cute bailable, you know, palverano, so we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'm not hating, but I'm not giving praise anymore. It was basic. It was good. We will be hearing it this summer. <laughs> For sure. Okay, in el mundo regional, Calibre 50, babes, uh, dropped a new single called Más Ganas de Meto. Which is pretty much, I think, <laughs> Kia, you said it was a little bit, like, harder is what you, how you described it. Ser musica alterada. Dude, for sure. Yeah, she was like, en que entre más me gusta, algo más ganas le meto. And I'm like, you know, you're right. The only people that I want basic music from is these kind of people. Like, regional music, corridos, that are going to be, like, basic, but they're going to go hard. Because this is the same sound that they always have. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, and it's good. Love it. Let's go. Let's get it. And he's just saying, I'm a, I'm a step up, basically, right? Like, that's what he's saying. I'm yeah. a step up and get you. Like, I'm going to do what I got to do. I'm going to work for it. Yeah, it's like, like, I will put in the work to get the outcome. Pretty okay, much. Gas, pues. Let's go. <laughs> More people like Calibre 50 out here. That name. <laughs> I'm like, like I said, music alterada, man. Ellos me alteran, nomás. Con that, what is that? Oh, do you want to That's what I'm saying, music alterada. I was like, let's go. Honestly, dude, if I could play any instrument, I would want to play the fucking accordion. Yeah. Like the accordion, yes, bitch. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and then I freaking love the video because, so the video, it's it doesn't even feature the band members, which normally it does. Mm-hmm. But it was this guy that was like in his like little comuna. Um, and like there's like three different girls just trying to like holler at him, like, you know, like to be super flirty. Uno hasta le lleva serenata con like la banda, um, and he's like sort of trying to like conquistar this guy. And this guy's like, no, no, to all these girls, and they're all like, what the fuck, like, ¿por qué no me pela? 
Um, and then at the end, it comes out, and he like walks out of his apartment with like his girlfriend, and she's like, and she's like, she's like a girl, like plus girl. She's like working this giant dress. Nice. She's like working it, and like it is like enamorada de ella. I and, love that. And all the girls are like, super like envious. Like the girls that were trying to holla were all super like envious on the side, like what the fuck. And the girls like, nah, dude, like fuck you, like this is my man. And the and the guy's like, yes, like she's my girl, like super. I like I love, I love that. this. Song. What and, a good message. Yes, dude. What a good message to send. Especially with the song like entre más me gusta más ganas me meto. So like if so he he's like he's like I really like my girl, so I'm gonna put the effort I into that. I love that. I so, freaking love that. Yes. Shout out to Calibre Cinquenta. See Always what I mean? This is the kind of basic we need. <laughs> I love this. I really do. I love this. Um, I love your LOLs. So. My LOLs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Literally, my, it was like my, in my nose, I put LOL. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Calibre. Yes. Uh, okay. Moving on into a completely different film. Ah, uh, but this is another kind of love. Uh, oh no, it's still, still love. Still uh, okay. So Frankie J, uh, heartthrob, heartthrob, one, one of the OG days <laughs> in my life. Um, so him and Adriana, Adriana, never heard. I never person. heard of this person before. Um, but they dropped a single called Toda Tuya, which was so fucking cute, man. So. Um, you sent it and I didn't have time to listen to it, so I didn't know what to expect. And when I listened to it this morning, I have to say straight off the bat, I loved Adriana's like voice. As soon yeah. as she opened her mouth, I was like, Who are you? Like, who are you? Let's talk. And um the melody and the music, super cute. Like it just complimented her voice very well. And then it complements his voice very well. Mm-hmm. Um it was Spanglish, so it was you know, I, I love Spanglish music, I really do. Um, but as soon as she opened her mouth in Spanish, I was like, oh, 10 times more beautiful. <laughs> like if this song was all in Spanish, I, th- I would have loved it just the same. Yeah. Um, I, I see that for sure. You know what I'm saying? Cause I just love how lyrics sound in Spanish. Like they, I, they're always just more romantic to me. Mm-hmm, definitely. And Especially with this song too. Cause literally just like romance, like I will be like, soy toda tuya. Like, so. I loved it. Let, let's pitch that to them. <laughs> don't, don't have a full Spanish version. Right. Dude, and like yeah, so love a song. It kind of gave me like his like more than words like vibe, mm-hmm. like just that like super like snappy like para like un bar is about to come in. I was super romantic, and dude, to this day, I'm so fucking mind blown that I did not know that Frankie J came out of Cumbia Kings until you told me like last year at some point. Oh uh, yeah, dude. Like, How'd you not know? I don't know. <laughs> dude, that's a hell of funny. But that goes back to like me being in love with Cumbia Kings back in the day when we were chiquillas. Like I'm not kidding. Chiquilla. Ah, <laughs> that's not a perfect. You know what? We're putting a freaking OG yes. Cumbia Kings song up in here on this playlist. So get ready for that. But I'll love for that song. I loved it. Dude, I loved it too. I was like, guess it, like, I've never heard of this girl either. I don't even know how I stumbled across this song on New Music Friday. But um, I should, we should look more into her. And mm-hmm. seeing if Frankie J is going to, maybe is, this is continuing. I mean, he's Frankie J has always still stayed relevant in the game. He still like drops stuff. Yeah. It's just obviously not as hyped as it used to be. Yeah. Because he, the, the most recent one that I can think of that he dropped was that one song that was kind of like a remake with a whole bunch of other other artists. Oh, the... Tuna Vez? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah. I remember... Tuna Vez, right? With, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, from, Selena, from Selena's uh, remix. Yeah, like, we, we've seen with Lissy Grace 
And Play and Skills were the producers on that. I okay, remember. yeah, yeah. Um, but actually, he dropped an like a full ass album with Baby Bash, maybe in like 2017. With Baby Bash, with Baby Bash, like both of them together. Okay, but but this, they've always they've always been together. This single was after that one, though, right? This the, the single, single was the single was like 2017. So around the same time. Around the same time. Okay. Another freaking song that. Um, Frankie J dropped that. Me and my roommate were like, what the fuck? And I totally forgot about this. Uh, I think it was earlier this year or maybe last year. So it's Frankie J, Baby Bash, and Cheekies. With Cheekies? Cheekies, like Cheekies Ramirez, dropped a song. It's pretty much very like rockabilly, like oldies. Like they're like in a diner. Is it good? I, I, I think I gave it two listens. It, it was good. I just still don't know how I feel about Cheekies in music in general. She can't sing. Yeah, so that's, that's a whole other conversation. Right? <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. How to profit off of a name. Yeah, pretty much. Right there. So, yeah. So, Frankie J still drops stuff, but this Tolatuya definitely just threw it back to his old stuff, and I freaking love it. So, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what else is to come. Dope. Um, moving on from Mr. Frankie. I found <laughs> another random artist, too, um, just the same way you found this random song, but um, I cannot pronounce her name. It's a French. John Jean Jean De, what fuck? It's French, huh? Yeah. This is a French name. It's a French ass name. I don't wanna attempt, but it's it the last name is D E A U X. The song is called Anytime <laughs> and her vibe is again going back to this R and B with a low low key house beat to it. Um and she reminds me of uh, Alina Barras. So if y'all know Alina Barras, that's the kind of vibe it okay. gave me. Um, so we'll drop the song. I mean, I, I didn't really go into depth about her, so, but the song stood out, so I thought it was worth putting on the, on the playlist. Nice, nice, yeah. I'm excited to look forward to her and figuring out how to pronounce her name as well. Literally, I, I should have, like, Googled that. It's okay, it's okay. Follow we'll come back. Oh, speaking of mispronouncing names, uh, also I want to apologize, because last week I totally pronounced Logic and Joyner's song as Iris, not Isis. <laughs> Man, that, haunt, that is haunting me all fucking week, so I apologize. <laughs> it's all good. I, I can't speak correctly, so it's all good. Yeah, same. So, and so our artist spotlights that we want to do every week, just bringing y'all either something new or something that we, someone that we feel like needs to be shout out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So, Kia, who's your artist spotlight this week? Um, so the group is called Shui. Oh, it's a group. Okay. Yeah, it's two, two artists, um, two guys. And it's R&B and soul. I've been on an R&B soul vibe lately. <laughs> like, chill. Just, I just love Super, like, you know, Calvin Harris, that album he dropped that one summer. Oh, yeah. That's the kind of music I like for summers. Like, not turn up, but, like, definitely, like, let's go to the beach yeah, kind of music. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Um, and this song, Shui, was very much like that. They reminded me of um, Lucky Day a little bit and Igor. If you kind of like the those album vibes, the, the beats, the sounds, mm-hmm. that's the kind of beat they carry. And um, the song, which was titled after the album, Shui, I really like it, and shui means cool, so it's like a futuristic way of like cool, like that's what the word means. Hmm. Shui means cool, so. So the group is shui, and their album is shui. I guess it's titled of them themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's like a self-titled album, a self-titled song. <laughs> Fuck, we're gonna use all this branding, <laughs> right? Shui, 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 shui. <laughs> shui from shui by shui. How many shuis could a shui shui? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> all right, but that's all I had to say about those people. <laughs> well, I'm excited just because I love their names. So I'm excited to see them. <laughs> okay. Uh, so my artist spotlight. Uh, I've talked about her before. So Casu, because she is a artista de trap from Argentina. She dropped. Uh, I thought it was an EP, but apparently it's considered her sophomore album on Monday called um, Error 93. So, Error 93. Was she born in 93? Probably. That would make sense. I didn't look into the title of it, but I guess that makes sense. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's on mistake number 93. <laughs> she got 93 problems. Yeah, and that seems low for mistakes. Come on. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Kasu's, uh her new album. I really, really like her. I think last time I described her more as just like a chingona in the terms of trap, but she kind of classifies herself as like this like niña emo. That's her whole entire vibe. Just like in <laughs> her, like that. her look, and like I love that she kind of like stays true to like that. Like like her look is very. Uh, I guess the only person I can kind of like compare her to in terms of like English music would be maybe like Billie Eilish in terms of they're like not like the most like super like glamorous sexy like out there and be like fully glammed out but still kind of stick to the, to what i guess brought them onto the scene and what they are in themselves so i really like that about her um and then this song's pretty much it's very chill it has some songs that are a lot more like raperas more rap and some that are a little bit more soft um and then the whole album like it's just from the cover is just very joker harley quinn vibes so that also kind of gives more into her niña emo aesthetics mm-hmm. too so i really like her um i because this i'm really an article that will link kind of described herself as like she has like soulful verses with a dose of baby goth gratitude <laughs> so i was like what I like it. she's uh, like one of those uh monster brats that's what they're just reminding me of hello L. oh my god what the <laughs> fuck are they called yeah, my little niece was like in love with those thingies. Yeah. What like Monster High? Yeah. Monster High, yes, thank you. Shout out to our friend Alonzo, the birthday boy from last, last night. I said Monster High, but yes, them. Um, yeah, so I'm excited. I really like her stuff, and we'll feature her um, as well as everyone we talked about on our playlists for this week. Um, but yeah, a lot of music. I'm excited. Uh, so moving on to watching. Kia, what did you have a chance to watch this week? This week, I got to watch a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is all me this week, but I'm definitely on my Netflix game. I do not. I definitely love watching um, Netflix at the gym, um, depending on what I'm doing at the gym. But if I'm doing the Stairmaster, I love watching TV. Valid. Okay, I would do that too, but I've been trying to finish all my, the freaking DC TV shows. So I've I just haven't been, started. I've been binging The Flash, so. I haven't have not started. Yeah. That sounds like a Mission Impossible, which is why I haven't started. Dude, there's so are. many. There's so many. What, 20 episodes to season? Yeah, and I have to, like, I'm, this is personal rant. I have to watch all The Flash, the Super Supergirl, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow. <sighs> Me too, though. Like, I'm on that same, but I'm, all, I'm almost wanting to, like, Leave those for when I hibernate. Dude, yeah. If anything, <laughs> I I watch them, like, as in, like, the first episode of The Flash, the first episode of Arrow, like that. And I know. Up until it gets to the crossover every season. And then after the crossover, then I just, like, binge, like, the rest of Arrow, the rest of Flash, like that. I think it's so funny that you do that because I've never been able to do that. And so I always watch the crossover and I'm confused as fuck. And then I'll rewatch every, And then I'll be like, oh, it all made sense. I have to do it. If not, the crossover confuses the fuck out of me. Yeah. Ugh. 
But anyways, so I watched um, Always Be My ba- My Maybe on yes, Netflix. I'm going to watch that later today, actually. That's and I thing. remember, like, we pulled up the, like, before we decided to watch Winnie the Pooh last weekend. Like, <laughs> we saw the trailer and we're like, oh, that's basically the whole movie. We yeah. don't need to watch the movie. But the movie's definitely worth it. Yes. I thought it was good. Um, I love a good rom-com, like, corny-ass mm-hmm. movie. And it didn't fail. Um, I really like one thing actually out of it. I really like the band. So the main characters in the band oh. and his, the sound, it's very much like childish Gabino, like oh. nerdy ass lyrics, oh, like oh. where you're like, what the fuck? But you're like, I'm hella gigging to you though, like low key. So we'll put one of his songs actually <laughs> on their playlist. And I think you guys will really like it. I enjoyed it. it was- so look forward to that. Okay, I'm excited. This is not where I thought this was gonna go. Yes. So watch it, y'all. I recommend. Dude, uh, I forget. I mean, I love him in general, just because fresh, fresh off the boat. Yeah. I think I love him. Yeah. I can't remember his name. Me either. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'm excited to watch it. And Ali Wong, I mean, she's hilarious. So I'm excited. Yeah. It was definitely worth it. Um, she's gotta have it. We'll save because you finished watching it as well. Yes. Handmaid's Tale. Um, I didn't. I knew this. The this. Season was coming back, but I didn't realize it had dropped. So when I was at the gym this week and I saw that there was three episodes in, I was like, ah, how dare I be this behind? <laughs> so I went back and rewatched the last episode and um, started watching this new season. And some some people were saying like, oh, I can't watch the show anymore as a mother, like new mothers. And I was like, wait, why? Like I was confusion. Um, if you're a new mother, no, yeah, like if you're a new mother, like let me know why you wouldn't want to watch it. But anyways, for me, I was I didn't know where they were gonna go with it because I I don't know if you watch the show. You don't watch it, it. y'all should watch it. I recommend. I like it, but I like this kind of shows because they're scary. Because literally, that's the path our country's going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's another. I mean, I can't. I don't. I can't deal with like scary horror, barely even thrillers, and then it. I mean, that's why I never really got into Handmaid's, even though I knew just like how everyone like loved it so much. But ahora también with everything that's going on with all these abortion laws and how it pretty much like yeah. aligns with the storyline yeah. of Handmaid's, I'm like, oh. It's scary. <laughs> but anyway, she had an opportunity to leave with the child that she had. Um, spoilers to everyone. And anyways, she didn't leave. So the main person? I, yeah, so I was just wondering how she was like where they were going to take this plot. Basically, she she got one of her daughters out of Gilead. Gilead is the program basically. And um she stayed because she has another daughter and she couldn't leave without her other daughter. And so now it's like now it seems like the season is going to be she's going to be working kind of from the inside to get people out basically. And um Sounds like she's going on a mission undercover and shit. But, like, not only that, she's also now working for, like, one of the most powerful, like, commanders who basically created this whole, like, shit. So she's actually in his house. And so we're actually, like, getting to, like, figure out this man as well and how he's aware of the people who are getting people out and he's not doing anything. He's like, nah, like, I'm not trying to, like, he... Like, todo plan con maña. Like, it's really crazy because it really makes me, like, think about how people in power do that all the time. Like, they pick and choose. Like, they know. Like, it's like this bigger game they're playing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, the little people only see so so much, but the people higher up in power, they're always playing another game. You're right. You're right. Wait, hold on. So, I've never seen the show, so I have no idea. So, I know the whole, pretty much they have all these women that pretty much are just to give kids, to just, like, give kids out into this world. 
or put kids out into the world, but is that in just the, where they live or is it like across the world? Just so, so this show actually takes, it takes um, place in modern time. Okay. This is modern time. And something happened that um, fertility went down in women. Like, I don't know what it was. Something happened to women in this world. Mm-hmm. And basically, um, we're seeing the viewpoint of a, a handmaid. And the handmaid's role is to be, um, to bear children mm-hmm. because they're fer- fertile. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing is, a lot of men are, are the ones that are not fertile, not the women. But you know how men be. Um, So point is that we're getting to see it from her point of view. But the United States pretty much got taken over by this organization. And they're running things like literally like back in the Stone Age era. Like everybody's outfits are like coordinated to what you like, what your job and duty is. Um, And it's just concentrated in the the United States, right? And so a lot of people are actually crossing over to like Canada and Canada's being like the place of refugee. We also see Mexico coming as like a, a play. We see it's like when like they come like the whoever's running Mexico comes and they actually wanted to like buy handmaids. So it's kind of crazy. So um, it's this idea that it's only happening in the United States and the rest of the world is just still running normally. Okay. That's what I was trying to figure mm-hmm. out. Gotcha. Interesting. So, so it is interesting because... If we get into the idea of, like, look at where our politics are, like, it's kind of scary. Yeah, So that's what I have to say. We'll keep you posted on Handmade. Um, the Grinch also finally got put on Netflix. I just love The Grinch. Any day of the year, 365 days, just like Feliz Navidad. <laughs> like, it's so, like, it goes hard, and it's super cute. Um, the graphics were dope. I... I liked it. I've no, I haven't seen this one yet. I remember when it first came out, we were supposed to go watch it, and we were like, "Oh yeah, let's go, let's go." We yeah, never, and we never actually we made did. the plans. I actually showed up to watch it, and it was sold out. Oh, I was, I was, I was like, "We just like, would you get stood up?" <laughs> that was where this was gonna go. <laughs> no, but it was sold out. <laughs> Kim, I was concerned, man. <laughs> I was like, "Was I supposed to go? Was I was supposed to meet up." <laughs> Kim, you didn't show up. Fuck. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> Your face, you look so concerned. I was. I was like, when was this? <laughs> You're like, my Google Calendar failed me. I know. <laughs> Damn it. Um, no, but like, I, I knew this movie was coming. Um, I think I looked into the... Oh, I remember now. So, The Grinch, obviously, Christmas. And at some point... I'm, so, I'm really into Christmas music. And I was like, looking, trying to find, <laughs> like, a modern Christmas playlist or something like that. And I saw... Tyler, create, Tyler the Creator on a Christmas playlist and I was like what the fuck and then I played it and I was like okay I see you so is that I love so, it. Yeah, it's good. So, yeah so Tyler's like all over the Grinch's soundtrack um, so pretty much great Christmas music for when y'all need it coming up yeah so I loved it so I'm excited to see what the movie is but if it's not Jim okay. Carrey that does his voice who is it I don't know who it is, but it fits perfectly with the graphics. Okay. Like because the graphics are different. Yeah. The voice they chose for this Grinch is good. Um, and the little characters are very different than like the the ones from Jim Carrey or even the cartoon, the older cartoon. Yeah. So all the little voices fit perfectly. Actually, um, I love that Max, the dog, gets a bone. Like the Grinch gives him a bone in this one. Does he give him a bone in the other one? I don't know. I but in this one, he does, and he's so happy. That was my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm excited. I'll watch that at some point. Mm-hmm. 
So the last one, uh, the last thing we have to talk about today is she's got to have it. We've both finished. Did you finish? I finished, yes. Okay. We finished it. Yes. How'd you feel? I still don't know. Okay. Like, I remember, I mean, so spoiler alert, whoever hasn't seen she's got to have it, we're just going to go over all of it. All yeah. Of it. Um, so obviously leading up into that final episode, I mean, mm-hmm. Anita was, last episode was like, oh, I'm excited for y'all to finish mm-hmm. to get y'all's opinion. Mm-hmm. If anything, we should have actually hit her up. So I apologize, Anita, mm-hmm. for this part. Um, but so she's she like, oh yeah, like, I'm excited to see you guys' opinions and what y'all think. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. And then obviously like this, so the last episode is Nola finally like showing off, like having her, um, her showing and showing up all of her, mm-hmm. her beautiful artwork and everything. And there's this one piece in particular that is behind curtains and mm-hmm. what's it called? It was like behind... Curtains, yeah. Yeah, just behind curtains. Um, and you, in throughout the episode, you kind of get to see everyone's reactions of when they go in to see this artwork and when they come out, and just the different reactions between amongst both women and men, but different people in the community, and everyone just kind of seeing it. And I honestly didn't. Think Where was your head going? My head was like, I was thinking sculpture. I was thinking. I was th- for, well. Me and Marie were thinking it was just Nola herself. In the, like, her herself being the exhibit. Mm. That's what I first thought. And then... She was walking around. And then later, when this started, like, in the episode, she was walking around. I was like, so it's not that. I was like, I was like, was like maybe a sculpture. I honestly didn't think much. And I didn't even think they were going to show the piece to be. It's just because of how... They hyped it up. How, how much they hyped it up and how hush-hush. I was like, if anything, this could be, like, a cliffhanger for season three. Mm-hmm. So, when they did show the piece and just the slow, like, pan out of it and everything... And just how you're like, you were kind of like, not forced to watch it, but you're like, obviously it was just in you. I was like, it was just a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. And so I'm still like, okay. Like, I feel like I, I walked away from the episode and I was like, I mean, obviously I'm going to see where like Nola was going with it and just the different like perspectives of everything. Also, I really appreciated the different perspectives of the characters themselves and how they approached Nola with it. I think what, where I was a little bit more shocked was Shim, um was Mika's Shmeka, Shmeka's, yeah, Shmeka. Shmeka's uh, perspective of it and how she kind of went off on Nola. And I was like, interesting. Which leads me to my next point, which is um, how she said, you know, white people don't deserve to see the pain that mm-hmm. like black people go through and black people don't want to be reminded of that pain, which leads me to, um, it's a tangent and like side thing, but the show... Um, when they when they when see, they see us, us. Yes. which I haven't watched, I, I'm gonna try to make a point of watching it this week. I hear that it's really really hard show to get through, and no matter what, no matter what kind of mood you're in, no matter what, it's just gonna be really really hard to watch. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just reminds me of that this idea of like, um, like that back and forth. Uh, I mean, I'm not a part of that community to like really say, but just yeah. hearing that though from her saying like other people don't deserve to see that pain and, and we don't want to be reminded of it. Like that's her perspective. That's her stand. But very much like we have to see it. Like that shit's real. That shit's raw. Like that shit like very much like that's what our nation was like built on. Um, yeah. And the painting, I, I thought it was like again like I felt like I was so like worked up worked up and then like it's like it's not what I imagined mm-hmm. um I was imagining something crazy in my head so like I don't know how I feel because but then it's a very very valid point like I probably will will not get that same like evoke evoke 
like evoke those emotions that Shmeka like got evoked mm-hmm. for her to say those things. Because I'm like, wait, but I don't, I don't really get it. Like I see that that's how Nola sees herself, and I, I it doesn't shock me. That art doesn't shock me the same way that it shocks Shmeka. Yes, th- th- and that's what I was thinking too. I was like, I feel like with Nola, like just because of her, like how she carries herself, like yeah, the art in herself, like she, like Nola's like, yeah, well, like I made this for me, and también como dijiste, like yeah, Shmeka when she was like white people don't deserve to see mm-hmm. this and black people don't want to be reminded of it. And mm-hmm. she should have asked Nola, she's like, so who did you create this for? Mm-hmm. Like, who, like, what was your intended audience? Except for her, right? Yeah, for herself. And I'm like, I mean, that's true. Artists pretty much create things for themselves. But with that piece just being such an evoking piece, I, it, it, we're not part of the community, so I obviously, I don't, we don't share the same, like, suffering and same, that same, like, I guess, pull that this piece has for other people. Um, so I feel like that's something that just to get more perspective on in terms of that piece. But like you said, also, I agree. Yeah. Like it's not for us to speak on. Yes. I will say though, that it doesn't compass how Nola sees herself. She sees herself as somebody who's been sexualized by America mm-hmm. and, um, criticized for her sexuality, not allowed to have that sexuality, but you know, she's felt like her people has been, have been like, especially black women have been like raped numerous times and nobody gives a fuck about them. And the whole idea of her being lynched, um, it it all ties in very well. Like I see what she did there, Mm -hmm. especially when this whole show is very centered around her sexuality. Yes. And, you know, being a, a free, like sexual being. So I can see how it ties in and how it expresses her, how she, how she said, this is how I see myself in America. So I see that and I, that, that's, um, in, in that sense, I see how it's powerful to her and how it, it like encompasses. So I, I want to see where they're going to take it if they do another season or where they're going to take it after this very, very strong ending. Yes, exactly. Pretty much, I think it just panned out on just that painting and that's how it ended, right? Mm-hmm. No, she said something else afterwards. She did say some commentary. Oh, okay, yeah. I forgot it was. She was on the bed, but okay. she, she did say a few little words. Oh, yeah, because she was like taking apart her room. I remember that. She was <laughs> taking apart her bed. Uh, yeah, so the, the, there is a season three of She's Gotta Have It. So yeah. same thing. I'm excited to see how they're going to continue that conversation, especially just because of how it ended with Shmeka and Nola and just that how they had two completely different perspectives of it. So I'm excited to see how that is. And then just because she was getting so much hype and so much... Um, everything like in terms of like her as an artist in the community and just getting publicated and everything um so people were coming out to see her pieces so i'm excited to also see where this show took uh, by the show like i mean nola's art show is going to take her career también because yeah she has like she had so much beautiful work there like all her puerto rico photos all her own stuff besides from the famous piece that was all talked about so but i mean that was that's actually really really interesting though um for like Shmeka to like tell her like because I am your friend like I'm gonna tell you how I feel mm-hmm. I will support you outside of it like you know how she said she's like I'm still gonna support you outside of it but behind closed doors I'm gonna tell you how I really feel oh yeah and I honestly really appreciated that too like this like the show like they're very raw and everything so then like Shmeka's like yeah like you said in person I will support you be your biggest fan but I'm gonna tell you how it is so and and I know sometimes I can put bare, like dents in friendships. I mean, we also saw that happen in her other with her other friendship with Chloe. Like, tell her like you have to choose right now, like between business and oh, friendship, because yes. we can't do both. So it's really interesting um, 
that's I think that's interesting conversations to have with your friends, right? Like the same way that like I ask like opinions, like how do we feel about this artist um, this week? Because mm-hmm. there are conversations you need to have, right? They're hard ones, but if you're out there like all the time reposting on your Twitter or on your Instagram, and you're like feel like you're an activist through that, but like also like where are these like actual like conversations happening in real life with your friends yes. and family? Yes, okay, yeah, so tying it to, yeah, you said, uh, all these artists that we can, like, oh, yeah, support or whatever, but if you're not having those conversations within your friend group and keeping each other accountable, and you can be, yeah, because being social media activists can encompass it entirely, mm-hmm. and that's a great point, Kia, because that's a whole other generation of people. But. <laughs> it is. Yeah. We got to really, like, put our, like, como dice, these boots were made for walking. Like, we can't just talk. We got to walk the talk. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of a lot of it, like Twitter and stuff, is just talking, talking, talking. Definitely. So you need to also put a little bit of action. Mm-hmm. Well, a little bit. You better go push yourself to work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this kind of ties into, like, obviously, I've series I also want to get into and watch, but just I haven't had the time to fully digest, like, get into it because I know it's going to be hard. Is when they see us. Yeah. And I believe I, th- I saw somewhere on Twitter that was like, I was like, why is it that Netflix is teaching me these things that were not taught in school? Whitewashed. That too, but then someone was like, "Oh, oh, y'all are barely finding out about the Central Park Five. I knew about that too, and I remember somebody was telling somebody in the friend group was saying that they really wanted to go to Central Park in New York. When I visited, I was unaware, and then a post um, being there, and like later, I heard in a podcast, and somebody was talking about the how they make a point of not visiting sites that have been um, like." robbed and or like um that the history is not really told but it's mm. not profiting oh, um back to the whole part thing i mean no and it's so true it's like educate yourself educate yourself where mm. are you placing your money you know what i'm saying mm. like central park was taken away right yeah so same thing yeah someone on twitter was like oh y'all didn't know about the central park five and someone's like okay you're like, well, if you're going to be bashing people for not knowing about this, are you taking the time to actually educate people on stuff that you know that others don't? Which I was like, holy shit, you're like, you're fucking right, dude. Like, yeah, it sucks that we're learning about all these big training things in outside of education because our education system is just trash, as we mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. But for people who are aware of things that happen, are we also sharing that knowledge and that wealth within our own communities, which mm-hmm. is something that also needs to get passed on. Mm-hmm. So I'm... It's... It's not excited to watch this series, but also kind of scared just because I know it's going to be hard to watch. Yeah. And I know it's, I believe it's three parts that are like an hour and a half each. Yeah. So it's just going to be intense. But it's something that, as hard as it's going to be to watch, it's something that needs to get watched. It yeah. needs to get explored and being talked about. So, so we can watch the first episode. So take yes. one per week. Oh, there we go. To yeah. digest. For sure. But that's why I always feel like I'm always like the Debbie Downer when I get intense and drop knowledge. But it's like but it, someone it, has somebody to has to do it because the same way like how if you're not hearing it here, you're going to hear it later on and be like, oh, I didn't know. And it's like, you know, I've been knowing, I've been telling you, you know what I'm saying? I mm-hmm. also told, um, you know, another friend to stop using the word marijuana. It's like little things like that where like you don't know any better until somebody tells you. But mm-hmm. then after I've told you too as a friend and you continuously choose to continue to be the same way, then... That's, all, that's not something else. That's what I'm saying. That's like the reevaluating friendships right there and then. Because you can only like 
you can't play both fields. You can't say that you stand for something and you care about a, a minority or like somebody that's being oppressed, but then do the same. You know, mm-hmm. you can't continue to be a microaggressor. Like, and that's the biggest part for us as like, you know, people of color, Latinos, Latinas, like we got to realize when we're being like microaggressors. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, uh, like, and- Racist, straight up racist. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to get that out, but it mapped in all of me. But yeah, especially like, oh, that's so. This is a whole other thing that we can take and do a whole other episode. Maybe once we actually. But it's watch. good though because I think yes. it's good when right uh, shows make like evoke real life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean that's essentially what this should do. Like I said, film, TVs, all this is an art form, and art is meant to evoke feelings and emotions and start mm-hmm. conversations. So mm-hmm. obviously. The fact that, I mean, learning about this through art and not education is something else that's always bothered me, but mm-hmm. the fact that at least we are learning about it now and mm-hmm. have the, uh, at least we have this platform to educate others then in, which I'm excited for. Um, so, yes. On that note, <laughs> On that we note. really hope that, you know, as much as we love music and it's fun, we're dropping knowledge and just, you know, giving you the, the real spiel on on the fun stuff. Yeah. The fun side, but here's the knowledge. <laughs> definitely, yeah. And then we always say join the conversation, but definitely if y'all have opinions or want to get yeah, out, definitely hit us up. We, I mean, we drop our playlist. We have all these episodes, but we also want to be more interactive with mm-hmm. you guys. I mean, some people have sent us like new music that they listen to, which is great, but then yeah. and having these difficult conversations. I mean, he and I are both Latina, so we have that aspect, but we, like tying it back to the whole, she's got to have it. We don't have the perspective or the yeah. I guess opportunity to see it from other viewpoints so if y'all mm-hmm. have your own opinions definitely let us know hit us up social media we are BBO live um to just keep this conversation going because we, we just have to be having it so yes <laughs> uh so episode six is wrapped up playlists are going to be on our social media like I said follow us at we are BBO live also make sure to subscribe if y'all are listening to our podcast to subscribe Follow, rate us on Apple five stars. Leave a review if y'all want. Um, tell all your friends. Just keep spreading the BBO Live love, y'all. Mm-hmm. Yes. We love y'all. Yes. We hope you guys have high spirits this week. Make sure to check in with yourself. You know, self-care. And enjoy some good music this week. Yes. And on that note, we shall see y'all next time.